Hello and welcome to Rhythms of Grace. I'm Christine and for one final week I'm here with Sung. Yes. And not Nate. Uh, So we are continuing in our series on rest and for the first time in our series on rest we're actually talking about what people think about when they think of rest which is sleep. Sleep yeah. So uh, yeah Sung do you want to start us off? Yeah so uh I, I think we might do a two episode of sleep. Cool. Um, so today we'll talk a little bit about sleep, kind of like a more more factual or ideas, and we'll insert different narratives and uh, anecdotes and stories here. But when Nate gets back, then I think I, I mean Nate is, he he struggles with sleep, mm-hmm. and he has mentioned that in different episodes. So I'm curious to hear kind of his struggles and the way he copes, and just different aspects of sleep because yeah. we want to even today we want to talk about like. Uh, uh, sleeping disorder is pretty prevalent in in the United States. And um, uh, uh, here's a statistic. 70 million Americans have some form of sleep disorder. Wow. So a lot of Americans and 62% of people around the world say that they don't get enough sleep. Wow. Yeah. So a good portion of people say they don't get enough sleep. And it's usually either uh, they have trouble falling asleep or they have trouble staying asleep. Mm. Right. Um, or, or you're getting up, getting up multiple times a night, either uh, just cause you wake up and you can't, you, you know, you, you can't fall back asleep mm-hmm. or you're going to the bathroom or something. There's so sleep is a precious gift that in my earlier years, I did not appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> and I've already mentioned that before, so I won't go through it again, but it is so such an important part of rest, mm-hmm. rest for your body, your mind, your soul. You know, you think like, Oh, how sleep like rest for your soul. Mm-hmm. But it, it, you know, that the phrase of like letting your soul catch up to your body, mm. like your body is just running and running and running. And like when you sleep, like there, you know, your body is actually, um, if it's getting good sleep, getting REM sleep, deep sleep, y- y- your body is actually like you, you had mentioned healing, restoring. Mm-hmm. It, it is getting back to the place where you are letting your emotions and your soul and your brain process mm-hmm. everything that's happened in the last day or week or so. And that's actually what's happening when you're sleeping is your, your brain is processing all the things, all the information that you've taken in that you've not actually consciously processed. And so it's unconsciously processing. I would say that spiritually too. It is processing your soul, letting your soul process all the things that are happening to you, all the ways that your soul is responding to God and to your circumstances and and to your walk with him. So, yeah. I think that that phrase, like, let's, let's sleep on it, or I'm going to sleep on it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I, I took for granted, um, for most of my life, but as I'm listening to you like that, that also comes to mind of just like the power of even being able to approach a problem or a question or a a spiritual dilemma or, you know, any, any number of things with that fresh mind that Mm -hmm. comes from a good night's sleep, um, can be a game changer. Yeah. So when it comes to sleep, um, Christine, what is it like for you? Is it pretty easy? What, what areas do you struggle with when it comes to sleep? Yeah, I, so I think like my biggest struggle historically was, was seeing sleep like, um, 
yeah, I mean, as you've mentioned, like as kind of a punishment. Um, and so therefore like it was almost like a discipline to not sleep, mm. um, where I was like, Oh yeah. like, I'm disciplining myself to, to not sleep. So I'm only going to get like four hours and then I'll, <laughs> then I'll be like real tough, you know? And then um, I can tell everybody tomorrow, I only got yeah, four hours of sleep exactly. last night. Yeah. I, honestly it's yeah. <laughs> um, and I think just seeing like, Oh, that was actually, that wasn't great for my mind, my body, my soul. Um, and uh, isn't isn't how we're actually called to live in the world. Yeah. Um, and so uh, for me, it was like finding ways to rewire my body because I really I had trained myself to only get that amount of sleep. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me now, uh, I have a lot of it's it's easy to sleep because I have very specific routines. Mm. If I, uh, for instance, stay up past eleven. I won't get any sleep. But wow, really? Yeah, I okay. once I'm like up past a certain hour, I can't. I'm up till three. Um, so, <laughs> so you just came back from a, a youth mission trip. Yeah. So you did, basically didn't get sleep there. Uh, so <laughs> I thankfully we were like I was yeah it was like be in bed by eleven oh, like okay. like it was like the the hardest line I, we've ever drawn on a mission trip. Um, so I actually got some sleep. Good. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's like, okay, so that, that means like, I have to be in bed, you know, by 10. Um, cause yeah, again, it's like having those rhythms are the only way I get good sleep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah routine is a, is a very important part of my sleep as well too. Yeah. Um, you know, just as a quick aside, like, well, I would even say before, like, uh, like even brushing my teeth, flossing and all that kind of stuff, getting ready for bed, you know, uh, um, that, 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 that is kind of like the, the start of kind of, um, kind of landing yeah. and getting ready for it mentally mm -hmm. and even emotionally getting ready for sleep. Like my day's ending. Uh, I am like preparing to, um, kind of wind down. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would even say bef before, before brushing my teeth, um, you know, before even physically preparing myself one, and I talk about this in other episodes too, like usually I take a very short time in the evening daily exam and kind of like, oh, what, what's my day been like? So it, it, there's actually a spiritual practice mm -hmm. that for, for me, for my body and my soul, it signals like, okay, you are winding down because you are now reflecting on your day. You're yeah. looking back. And so it's not about like all the things you have to do. Mm -hmm. It's like reflecting on your day, uh, preparing for sleep. And um, yeah. And, and so sleep, <laughs> sleep is in some ways is an area that I struggle with in, in a lot of ways it is not. Yeah. Um, like for me, my, my whole family jokes around like, yeah, I hit the pillow 30 seconds. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, that's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, at least that's what I hear. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I don't think this is a good thing either, but I, I literally can drink a cup of coffee, lay down mm -hmm. and fall asleep. Yeah. Um, now, uh, studies would show that's because I need more sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I will say, you know, like last night I got a good seven and a half hours of sleep. Like seven hours is like the, 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 the goal for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And if I'm tired at seven or eight. Um, so in, in that sense, uh, falling asleep for me is not a problem. Mm -hmm. Although I wonder if there are 
deeper underlying problems. Yeah. Um, and usually I stay asleep throughout the night. Mm-hmm. If I do wake up because of a noise or I have to go to the bathroom, I drank water too late in the evening. I am like right back asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was not always the case during yeah. times when I was much more stressed out, mm-hmm. you know, that, that will keep you awake. Yeah. Your brain is just going and going and doesn't stop. And that that's just terrible to experience mm-hmm. that. Like, I, I think I'm curious to hear next week when Nate, uh, talks about sleep because I, I think that's him. Mm. His brain doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard for him to fall asleep. Yeah, I, I will say, yeah, if I am extra stressed, I will not only have trouble falling asleep, but if I wake up in the middle of the night, my brain is already running 70 miles per oh, hour. Wow. Um, so like, uh, yeah, there have been a couple different situations. And for me, thankfully it's like isolated events. It's not every night of my life, which I know it is for a lot of people, but it is, it's like, if I don't, if I don't manage to sleep through the night, as soon as I wake up, I'm right back in that like cycle of stress. Is there anything that you do to help cope with that? Um, yeah. So I, I have found, uh, so for me, breaking that cycle of thoughts, um, it like requires a redirect. I can't like sil- like I can't quiet my mind, yeah. um, without redirecting it in those, in those moments. There are times like if I'm yeah having a, a normal day. Um, and so, uh, I have found that I can go one of two routes and it impacts my sleep and also my spiritual life. Mm. Either I can like turn on a show Mm. or turn on some, you know, like an an audio, you know, listen to Harry Potter or something, which uh, tends to like decrease the quality of sleep, wakes me up a little bit more, but Mm. then I I do end up falling asleep. Uh, You know, I fall asleep thinking about Voldemort um, (laughs) instead of my own stressors, you know, Uh, or I more what more often helps, but is, is like a harder shift for me is listening to something like Lectio Divina, mm-hmm. um, which is an app where, um, they read a passage of scripture a few times, have a short reflection. Um, and that is like enough content and enough quiet that it keeps my mind occupied, but also brings me into sleep a mm-hmm. lot faster mm-hmm. and gives me just more restful sleep. Yeah. In fact, that is something that I do, uh, that helps me because while my brain is constantly running, I don't think it's as like high spun as someone like Nate, who's just yeah. really like constant. But there have been seasons where it's just like, I'm thinking about work at mm-hmm. night as I'm going to sleep. And I, I don't know how long I've been doing this, but it's been really effective for me. And I think there's, it's like remaining passively awake. I, I think is a term they call it, but I do. I, I'm not a big podcast listener, but I'll, do, I'll download like an episode or something. And I, like, uh, and I, it's usually uh, a podcast I want to li- I want to listen mm-hmm. to. And so it, it redirects my thoughts from kind of like this open, vast expanse yeah. of all the different stressors in life yeah. and really focuses it to really pay attention to this podcast. The problem for me is like, I last about two minutes mm-hmm. and literally there are episodes that I will re-listen to over and over because oh, I man. cannot get past five minutes of that episode. Yeah. But for me, like refocusing my thoughts, so it's not thinking about mm-hmm. my day because I've already reflected on that. that that's over. Yeah. And it, and it's almost like this reverse psychology, like, oh, I want to really hear. I'm curious yeah. about this. And I know this doesn't work for 
maybe a lot of people, but for me, it's like, I want to hear this and because I can fall asleep so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's almost humorous how many times I'll listen to yeah. the first couple minutes of a podcast episode. I, I've had uh, certain episodes I've had on for like a whole month mm-hmm. and I've just given up. I'm like, I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I'm never going to listen to this. Yeah. But I, and I think that I want to like hone in on something that you said there or just like draw it out, which is um, like, I've already reflected on my day. I don't need to do that again. Mm. And I think like for me, if I haven't processed my day in a healthy way, uh. then um, actually falling asleep, watching something or listening to something, uh, it it's it, it like anesthetizes mm-hmm. whatever anxiety or pain temporarily, but it's just going to come back in the morning. Yeah. Um, or it disturbs you in the night or dist- while you're trying yeah, to sleep. Literally. Yeah. The quality um, of sleep goes down. Yeah. And so for me, I have found like, if I just take five minutes, it doesn't mean I'll be able to like handle that anxiety in a healthy way in five minutes. But if I even just give it to God, mm-hmm. take five minutes to do that. And then, you know, kind of n- numb it a little bit so that I can yeah. sleep. Like it, it's a different experience. Yeah, um, that's really good. I, I think sometimes like we spend so much energy and time running away so that we never do have to actually process those thoughts. Um, it, it actually just like creates a bigger kind of chasm of thoughts that we haven't processed that are right. going to be just out there. Yeah. So how long does it take you to fall asleep on average? Would you say? Yeah, I would say, um, from the moment I start trying to fall asleep, it probably takes a, a full half hour. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is why, again, I have to be in bed by, by 10, and, yeah. you know, yeah. um, cause yeah, it takes at least, at least a half hour. Um, and yeah, once, once I'm asleep for the most part, I'm out. Right. Um, but yeah, it, unless, unless something, I'm extremely anxious or, or something right, like that. Right. Get, what do you think the normal range uh, for somebody who doesn't have insomnia mm. would be for, to fall asleep? Ooh, Any guesses that's a there? fun uh, question. Uh, I would guess 20 minutes. You are right on the dot. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Oops, wrong uh, button. There Yay. it is. <laughs> when Nate's not around, I like pressing all the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is once again. Good wow. job. Thank you. Thank you. 20 minutes is the normal range uh, of the average American in terms of how long it takes to fall asleep. Interesting. So uh, this, this uh, I did a little dive into kind of the whole realm of insomnia. Mm-hmm. So a little, uh, so, some ideas I want to float out there and we can interact around this. Cause again, I, I think this is a pretty wide epidemic in terms of, and, and I, Actually, when I learned about this, I realized, oh, wow, yeah, like there are people, I would even say my family, that are, that could be classified, maybe Mm. not as chronic insomniacs, but like, yeah, has some form of sleep disorder. So, because I, I just think of insomnia like, oh, the you know, you just have this image of like, they haven't slept for three days, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and there's actually a more of a, a range to that. So you have people who are like transient, insom- who go through transient insomnia. That's usually like jet lag, mm-hmm. or you have a deadline at work, or you're, you stay up to write a paper. And so it's like a day or two. It's just like, okay, bad sleep. And you, mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't sleep. You got four hours of sleep or whatever. And then there's acute insomnia, which is kind of in the middle. And then... This was interesting. Chronic insomnia, they say, is if you go, if you, if uh, uh, three days 
uh, on average, if if you if you have a hard time sleeping beyond the you know twenty minutes normal range of falling asleep, at least three times a week for three months or more, mm. and that affects your day hours. Mm-hmm. That's actually considered chronic insomnia. Interesting. It's the bar is a lot lower yeah. than I thought. Yeah. I'm like, that's it. Hmm. Like three days a week. Yeah. You know, every week for three months. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was really interesting that a lot more people might have mm. some acute or maybe, you know, semi chronic form of insomnia. Um, and they just think they're just terrible sleepers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this was also interesting. Uh, the amount of sleep that, uh, different age groups require mm, mm-hmm. 18 to about 65 it's about the same uh, amount although mm. you might argue that eight, you know 18 year olds need more yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's about seven to nine hours okay um and if you're actually 65 and older it actually goes down to seven to eight seven or eight hours mm. so and i've read articles and, and seen research about like how if you if you're getting nine plus actually you could uh it, it's not healthy to sleep too much Mm -hmm. as well too so yeah and i think uh that's you know partly uh seasons and like sleep debt impacts that right where it's like coming off of the mission trip i'm like i think for this whole week (laughs) i need like 10 hours of sleep (laughs) a night yes Uh, it's not like for the rest of my life i need 10 hours of sleep a night but maybe for this week right right well and and again i would say that's the more the transient you know yeah uh not insomnia but the other way it's transient oversleeping but again it's trying to catch up to all the all the energy expended Mm -hmm. all the decision making that you've had to make and all those things and so uh that that's where again i think the whole idea this is true of exercise and i would say sleep that i've learned over i don't know how many years now too and i was i was not good at and someone maybe my wife would would argue i'm still not good at is uh consistent going to bed at a consistent time and getting consistent amount Mm -hmm. of sleep every day versus Oh, you stay up watching Netflix until like midnight yeah. and then, oh, I'll just catch up on the weekend. That's actually dangerous yeah. or, or not healthy for your body. Yeah, Your body craves consistency and the whole catching up on the weekend phenomena, uh, you kind of want to steer away from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, one of the things that I've noticed as with any shift in habits um, is with sleep habit changes. For instance, like we all know screens are bad for our brains before sleep. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's going to wake us up or the blue light, even if you turn it onto orange light, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, that extra like um, input, all of those things. Um, But that shift in habits is always going to be hard. And I think for me, when I first like shifted into a more structured routine I was like oh I'm getting worse sleep so I shouldn't do this Mm. but it's just that like it's like oh I'm exercising more and I'm more tired Sung and Christine said I would be more energized (laughs) well of course at first you're going to be more tired Um, and with any new routine at first it's going to be harder to fall asleep without watching Netflix until midnight because your brain has been wired now to watch Netflix until you pass out Um, but that doesn't mean that that's your best sleep Right. Um, and so shifting those routines, I just wanted to like, if, if you're trying new routines over the next couple of weeks in order to feel more rested, um, don't be shocked if your brain has 
takes a little bit of time to get into a new routine because whatever you've been doing is how it's wired. It's wired to fall asleep at a different time every night. It doesn't like it. It's not ideal, but Mm -hmm. you you can rewire that structure. Yeah. No, that's, that's really true. Just like when you begin exercising, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Right. Or or like, you know, when people experience runner's high, right. Mm -hmm. It's not, you don't get that when you first start running or training for a marathon, right. It's as you go and do it like, but, but that first, the transition is hard. Mm -hmm. That's a good word. Um, I I know people, uh, I, I, I would even say my wife would fall into this category, but where you are worried that you're not going to get good sleep Mm -hmm. and then it becomes Mm -hmm. a self-fulfilling prophecy and then you don't get good Mm -hmm. sleep. Um, do you know people like that? I I mean, uh, usually if I am having trouble, like after 11 PM, that mm-hmm. is what keeps me awake until okay. 3 AM is uh, I'm like, Oh no, I know I don't get sleep, good sleep after 11 PM, which means that I won't fall asleep. And then that's what I'm thinking about. Okay. Yeah. So there's that whole phenomena and you know, with insomnia, different forms of a lack of sleep, there are, there's not a single cause. There are various physiological reasons and all sorts of things. One, one thing I discovered, uh, this, uh, preparing for this, um, um, yeah, I said to, I said to Amy this morning, I was like, Hey, I got to go record the podcast. And she's like, and I was like, Oh yeah, I, I, I just, I started, um, preparing this morning. She's like, what? Like, I'm like, well, so we do, we do very little preparing. Um, but the little preparing we do, uh, you know, I try to share and I was like, yeah, I, I, I did for like an hour for, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, Oh my goodness. She, she couldn't believe how little preparation. <laughs> but this was fascinating that, I mean, if you have anxiety or depression, 85% of people who have some form of mental health issue mm-hmm. also struggle with insomnia. Interesting. That's a huge percentage of people. Yeah. I, I would have been less surprised if you said struggle with a sleep disorder. Okay. when I'm depressed, I, I can't stop sleeping. Oh, okay. Um, I, that's when I get 10 to 12 hours of sleep wow. at night is okay. when I'm depressed. So that actually, that shocks me mm. both because it's a really high percentage, but also uh, because that's just so opposite to my experience. Okay. So that's really interesting. Well, and, and I wonder if, when I think of that depression, like I know sometimes, and again, for somebody who like has no idea about what that feels like, um, it, it, there's a sense of like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed, mm-hmm. right? Mm, so yeah. there, there's sleep, but then there's also That's like, true. there's sleep, but then there's also like, uh, I don't, you know, why should I get out of bed? Yeah. Why should I do anything? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder how much of that is also that as well. That's true. Do I spend 12 hours of sleep <laughs> or do I spend 12 hours in bed? I, <laughs> I'll have to keep keep a better eye on that next time. <laughs> yeah. So people with mental health issues, like imagine if you have anxiety mm-hmm. or, or bipolar or anything. Like I, I could see mm-hmm. where there'd be a high correlation between, like if you have anxious thoughts. Yeah. Like 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 again, and Nate could speak to this next week, but uh, and, and you're you're considering all the things that could go wrong. Yeah. And, and how that's linked to his insomnia. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not that he has that. I, I don't know, but I yeah. just know he <laughs> sleep is a struggle for him. Mm. Um, also, there are other various factors that affect sleep, like chronic pain. Mm-hmm. If you have chronic pain, it's just like Amy was showing me. She 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 uh, scraped up her knee, um, um, and she's like, yeah, I, I haven't been able to sleep just because mm-hmm. when I move around, and, and she's like, it's taken a long time to heal, and that's that's not a huge 
thing, yeah. but it, it's like every time she bends her knee, it kind of reopens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, I've just not been able to sleep well because of that. Yeah. So chronic pain can be a big issue. This is interesting. If you're from a lower income, uh, your, uh, your quality of sleep is usually lower as well, too. Interesting. That's because, and that's because you're usually staying up uh, wondering how you're going to pay the electricity bill. Mm. Yeah. So there's a correlation between that too. Although I would say too, if you're super rich, uh, that might be the case too. I mean, don't think that the super rich uh, don't yeah. have anxiety about money. They, yeah. they, it's in a different form of like, you know, um, uh, yeah, it's a whole different kind of anxiety with that. Yeah. Um, also, if you have restless leg syndrome, which Amy mm-hmm. does, or sleep apnea, which I uh, 10 years ago, I, I discovered I had a really bad case of sleep apnea. Interesting. Yeah. And then there are ways to, that I've, I cope with that and, and things like that. So now it's, it's not a, a big of a, an issue, but you talked about blue light. Mm-hmm. Pets are a big, uh, can be a hindrance to sleep. That's true. Uh, even, even bunnies, uh, <laughs> which you have to, I have two of, I, I specifically got a loft bed because they're, they're free roaming. They love to snuggle in the middle of the night. Um, but they would just hop on me and, or, or, you know, just like nuzzle up or try to get under the blankets and it would wake me up multiple times a night when they were, uh, you know, able to jump up onto my bed. Yeah. So if you're a pet owner and you let your pets into your bedroom, uh, how many times does your cat or your dog kind of wake you up in the morning and disrupt your sleep? Yeah. And you may have skipped a REM cycle of sleep that you really needed. Yeah. Or even, you know, I think of so many people sleep with their dogs in the bed with them. Mm -hmm. And even if they sleep, you know, a lot of times dogs will sleep later than humans even. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, how how often are are they pushing you out of the bed or, you know, like fidgeting around and you're worried you're going to roll over and squish the, you know, I just feel like there are so many that we like until until you said that just now i'm like oh i've just taken for granted that we just have to get worse sleep if we have pets yeah um you know like that just part but i guess it's not that's not an assumed part of having a pet right right yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so especially if they're moving around and not just pets but partners mm, right interesting um you're with your partner you're 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 married or you whatever i i, I would say uh i would say if you are married and I, I, I know Nate has shared, like, sometimes he doesn't get good sleep because he and his wife are snuggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's really cold. He's really hot mm-hmm. and just whatever. And I would say if you're married, like, get the largest bed possible that mm-hmm. you can afford and can fit in your bedroom. And as unromantic as that may sound... Like, look, just cuddle and kiss before you go to bed, then roll over to the opposite <laughs> ends of the bed. And then uh, when you wake up in the morning, you could roll back over and cuddle again, mm-hmm. right? Because I, now if you're newly married, you're like, oh, that's so unromantic. Yeah. You know what? Like as you get older and you need more sleep and, and, and there's more demands on mm-hmm. you, you have kids and job and all this kind of stuff. Like, man, like cuddling, yes. Kissing, yes. But boy, sleep for both of you, especially mm-hmm. when you have young kids, man, so, so important. And what you don't want is like your your partner to be like rolling in bed and you're a light sleeper, yeah. which Amy is, and I'm a heavy sleeper. Like nothing can wake me up. Yeah. Um, 
then uh, yeah, you just that, that's just not the way to go, right? Or you yeah. need to you need you need to consider what is a better alternative. Mm-hmm. In fact, there is, it is becoming more and more uh, common. Uh, I read two different articles: one that said one in five couples, another that said as high as one in four couples. So up to twenty five percent of couples these days is that actually sleep in separate beds mm-hmm. or sleep in be- separate bedrooms yeah. because of that very fact. Mm-hmm. And some. Uh, some people might be like, oh my goodness, that's so, unlo-, you know, yeah. like you're separated, right? No, like they're, they're putting sleep over and health over uh, other things as well too. Like, and uh, yeah, you know what? Like um, for this uh, uh, disclaimer, may, maybe a little crude or uh, direct, but yeah, man, have sex and then go sleep in your separate bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you could still, you could, that, that, that is not incompatible. Uh, to a healthy marriage. Well, and it's interesting, you know, being an English major and having read a lot of like 18th century, 19th century lit, um, you know, back then all, all of the books, I mean, you know, a lot of them don't, don't say it, but the assumption was that the man of the house and the woman of the house had their own rooms Mm. and, um, you know, like they would have sex in his room usually, Mm -hmm. um, but they would, they would sleep in their own beds. Cause that was, that was just, if you could afford to have two beds, why wouldn't you? Cause you're going to get the better sleep. Um, but then I think, you know, in the 20th century, especially with, you know, different shows being able to show it on TV, it Mm -hmm. became like, Oh, the most romantic thing is to share a bed. And just, just seeing how that like cultural impression changed, the way that we live our lives. Yeah. So interesting, interesting. Yeah. And for me, uh, I, like many people have some sort of either Apple watch or Fitbit. Um, uh, and for me, it's more so than my steps. I use it to monitor my, um, my sleep mm-hmm. and that's where, uh, so I, and, and maybe I've gone overboard. I have a Fitbit and a Ura ring because mm. people are like, well, do they measure different things? And, mm-hmm. and, and they kind of do. Um, and I, I actually like kind of, comparing it uh yeah uh because sometimes i'll find one is kind of like off yeah and between going between both of them and so uh measuring how many cycles of REM sleep how much deep Mm -hmm. sleep i've gotten and then it gives you a sleep score Mm -hmm. um i found really helpful yeah i think i uh i get too into tracking those things i think it would keep me up Okay. to track those things okay. uh, as I'm like hearing that I'm like oh man I think I would be like checking it every morning like oh I didn't get enough sleep man and then like the next night thinking like oh I need so I'm I'm curious hmm. I, I almost want to try it but yeah. I'm, I'm curious if it's like if it works for every personality yeah yeah I, I guess if you're a little obsessive not, not saying <laughs> yeah. that you are <laughs> I mean I, I do check it every morning yeah but not in an obsessive way it's more yeah. kind of like oh I want to be informed that makes sense the thing that and I found especially during COVID uh, and I've had these both these for years now um, what I look at uh, to indicate like how uh, whether I'm fighting something mm. or I'm feeling well mm. is my resting heart rate yeah that so makes um uh, it, it, you know, usually you want your resting heart rate to be lower in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, if it's high, there's something that is like your heart is still working hard. Yeah. And so while you may have slept a full night and you may mm-hmm. feel good, there's something internally where yeah. your heart is like not getting the rest it needs. And so yeah. this is actually, uh, affected change, uh, uh, small changes, but significant changes. Mm-hmm. So for example, 
when you're younger, <clears throat> I don't know, like, you know, you drink alcohol like mm-hmm. anytime you want. Yeah. Right now, it's so funny because when I travel, I, I'm a social drinker. Mm-hmm. I drink beer or whiskey like more for social purposes. Mm-hmm. Like, do I enjoy it and could drink it at home by myself? Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not an alcoholic and I'm not one of those people who are alcoholics who deny it, right? <laughs> like, uh, like there, there, and there used to be a time when, uh, you know, a couple nights a week, sometimes more like at, during dinner, I would drink, drink mm-hmm. a beer or whatever with a meal and stuff. And with my family, I don't do that anymore because, um, when you drink alcohol, mm-hmm. it keeps your heart rate elevated at night. Interesting. Um, and I would only know that because mm-hmm. of, uh, my Fitbit and my Ura ring yeah. consistently, and so the only time I really drink is like when I travel or there's a social gathering or whatever. Um, and for me, it's like, it's a conscious choice yeah. of like, you know what? Um, yeah, I, I, I know like while I may sleep okay, mm-hmm. I, I know I'm going to see an elevated heart rate tomorrow. Yeah. The other thing that I've noticed and I've learned, and this has been because of my Fitbit and Uber ring is if you eat, um, like a lot of carbs for dinner hmm. or late, eat late uh, at night, mm-hmm. it'll keep your resting heart rate. So your body won't register your, like I get a rest, like restfulness score Yeah, uh, from one of my devices. And it gives you a score like, you know, on the low end, it's like, you know, 50 to 60 mm-hmm. on the high, on the average end, and you want like 85 or more. Yeah, And so, um, It'll say, it'll tell me, oh, some, you know, something kept your heart rate elevated last night. And it, it's usually I had like high carb pasta mm-hmm. or instead of protein mm-hmm. or I ate later in the evening, like uh, the amount of time between I, the time I go to bed and the mm-hmm. time I ate, right? Because your body is still digesting. And if it's carbs, yeah. it's like working hard yeah. through the night yeah. versus like some lean chicken or peanut butter or whatever mm-hmm. that's high protein. And so all those things have, have uh, really does affect your sleep. Yeah. And so if you're thinking, I can't sleep well, that could be some things to consider. Yeah. Like, like if you're having like a you know, a, a glass of wine to wind down, mm-hmm. like that's not, that's not a bad thing. That, that might be contributing to... <laughs> Uh, some of your lack of sleep as well too. Yeah. And that's interesting because I know like for me, you know, okay, so Monday nights, almost every Monday after community group is when I start writing my paper that's due on Monday, <laughs> just like confession time, which means I'm up till they're due at 1 a.m. So, mm. you know. Who gives a 1 a.m. deadline? Well, so it's Chicago time. Okay. So, so it's, it's due in Chicago, <laughs> okay. you know, so it's, uh, yeah, uh, do it midnight Chicago time. Okay. Um, but which means I have an extra hour. <laughs> um, and so I, I'm just thinking through, oh yeah, like usually um, after that or, or during that time, I'm like, oh, I should have like a snack to keep me awake. And then I can't fall asleep, at, you know, cause it's mm. after 11 PM. So I can't fall asleep all night on Monday nights. So it makes me think like, oh, maybe I should not be eating a you know, 11 p.m. snack if mm-hmm. I want to go to bed right at 1 a.m. A spoonful of peanut butter. Or high protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Also, uh, exercise, while it might be good if you exercise too late in the evening mm-hmm. uh, because it'll kind of give you more energy, your body will have a harder time kind of winding down as well yeah. too. So, and stress. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of stress, anxiety, uh, things that are on your mind. That, that will keep you from sleeping well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, interesting. Now, now I'm thinking maybe I should be getting because I have a Fitbit. I'm like maybe I should be wearing that at night, <laughs> just to even see what my resting heart rate is, uh, yeah. or you know, in the middle of the night. Yeah, and my Oura ring gives me my uh, like. Uh, you want your body temperature to also go down as well too, mm-hmm. because you're uh, you're you know you're not as active, and so if my body temperature at night, you know, if if uh, calibrating it to zero. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I'm fighting something because my mm-hmm. body temperature is going up either yeah. that or I've had alcohol or something. Mm-hmm. Usually you want it to go like negative something. And so again, and, and during COVID, what, what was interesting is like, I could kind of pre like, well, even post COVID like uh, the, with the onset of a cold or flu, mm-hmm. like I could tell because my body temperature when I was resting mm-hmm. went was actually higher than uh, like what it should be. Mm. And so even if I didn't feel sick um, uh, and even when I'm not, when I don't have a cold, yeah. if it's like, Hey, it's point, uh And it's like, uh, it's not even that high. It's like 0.04 mm-hmm. uh, degrees. I'm like, okay, I need to rest better yeah. the next day. Interesting. I need to be more intentional. Yeah. And, then, and then when I get point negative two, point negative one, point negative five, I'm like, okay, that was a good night. Mm-hmm. You know, my body temperature went down. I, my body was kind of calming down. My internal organs were kind of restful. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, all those things that you don't see. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that all contributes with these metrics into a good or not so good sleep score. Mm. Interesting. So, Amy, my wife, she sleeps with earplugs mm-hmm. and a sleeping mask because um, she's very sensitive to uh, to light and no, no, I mean well, during sleep mm-hmm. and, and sound. Um, I, I am not sensitive to sound. <laughs> um, people would be like, "Yeah, I can't," you know, because they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I came in, into the bedroom and yeah, you didn't even wake up." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even hear that." Um, although I did start sleeping in the last year or two with a, a sleep mask, mm. even though, even though I don't feel like mm-hmm. I don't, I, I needed it. I did just to kind of like the whole blackout curtain effect. Yeah. And man, I love it now. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. I take it with me when I travel. Um, and again, I'm using that even though I don't feel like I needed it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, yeah, closing my eyes, everything's blacked out. That's fine. I don't need it, but it's been really helpful. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I so for me because I have rhythms, uh, I have a like light system. So oh. I I do like oh you know I um, I try to like wake up with the light. Um, so I I you know in the winter I have my own light that comes on when it's morning and instead of an alarm or before my alarm. Okay. Um, so that I can kind of like wake up naturally. Um, but otherwise I would try that. It's interesting. Yeah. So hopefully we haven't put you to sleep yeah. talking about sleep. <laughs> hopefully it makes you go like, oh man, uh, there are things I haven't considered about sleep. I kind of uh, underappreciated sleep yeah. and hopefully you can make some changes this week or even tonight mm-hmm. to uh, start getting better sleep in your life. Yeah. So uh, sleep well, everybody, and we'll see you next week.